offer is when essentially a coach has viewed your information, uh, feels that you would be a suitable candidate, and, and, and they're, they're attracted to, to the athlete that you are. And you know, offers may come in year 11, they could come in year 10, year 9, just really depends on the, the, the quality of, of the individual. Student before athlete, student always before athlete, you know, we have to look at the academic side of things first when, when searching for an institution. Hi and welcome to NSR Australia's very first podcast. My name is Jacob Richards, former NSR student athlete. Now we're very excited to add this feature to the NSR program. I'll be sharing podcasts every second month for the athletes and families on the program, as well as families outside of the program that, that may be looking, you know, this is a potential pathway. We will cover a variety of, of topics over the coming months that will help give you a better understanding of the pathway itself, uh, the processes involved when it comes to finding opportunities. Uh, we'll also speak to current and former NSR athletes like myself uh, and, and much more. Um, we've implemented uh, the podcast to really help educate people on the pathway uh, and all the different variables that come into play when searching for, for opportunities in the States. So today we're going to be talking about college offers. It's that time of the year when 2017 athletes are getting ready to depart and 2018 athletes are preparing to receive offers. Uh, you know, so how do we actually bring you offers? Uh, what comes first when searching for a college offer? Uh, and a few other important pieces. To talk about this, we have Matt Wade, NSR Australia's Head Prospect Manager. So Matt, welcome to our very first podcast. Jacob, great to be here, man. Really appreciate the invite. Awesome. So we'll get straight into it. Uh, what do we mean when we use the word offer? You know, what, what is an offer? What is a college offer? Uh, an offer is when... Essentially, a coach has viewed your information, uh, feels that you would be a suitable candidate, and, and, and they're, they're attracted to, to the athlete that you are, and, and essentially invite you to be a part of their program. Um, that offer can, can come with scholarship. Um, that offer can come from a school that's not allowed to, to offer scholarship. So it could be, could be a, either way. So kind of like myself, where I had to, to go in without scholarship and, and prove myself and earn a scholarship, you know, throughout the, the remainder of my, my college years. Well, exactly. I, I recruited you. I should know. Um, <laughs> um, that, that was it. You know, we, we, we had a policy within our program that, you know, first year students we would bring in and, um, you know, they would, they would prove themselves. They would earn their scholarship for their second year. And, and that's when, you know, second year uh, money was, was handed out and, and costs, you know, would significantly decrease. So essentially, a coach is, is just offering you a position on his or her program. Correct. Awesome, awesome. And when can an athlete expect to receive an offer? You know, what year level would they be in? What time of the year will it be? Um, what sort of a timeline of, of when an athlete can receive an offer? Really just depends on the athlete. Um, I mean, if you standard sort of athletes, like a lot of times in your, in your year 12 year, um, between the month of September and sort of the following June, that's a, that's a big window where the majority of our kids uh, will receive offers. But if you've got some really high-performance athletes, um, you know, offers may come in year 11. They could come in year 10, year 9. Just really depends on the, the, the quality of, of the individual. So there isn't really a set you know, few months where an athlete 
can and has to receive an offer. It's sort of spread out over you know, their high school years, I guess. Certainly, yeah. Um, now, any offer before November of your year 12 year is considered unofficial. You know, it's, 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 it's November of your year 12 year that you can officially sign a letter of intent to, to officially commit to a university. So um, anything before that, offers can be made. Um, things can change with those offers. Um, but for the, for the majority of kids, it's, it's offers will come in, in that year 12 year. A lot of times from, like I said, the months of September until the following June um, for an August entry. So a very important part of the, the process and, and one of the most difficult parts of the process is understanding where you can get an offer from uh, and where you fit in. You know, not everyone can get an offer from Harvard from an academic standpoint, obviously, and, and not every basketballer can play at Kentucky, for example. Uh, so how do you figure out what schools are suitable for each individual athlete? Well, the simple answer is that there is no simple answer. Um, every single athlete is different. And, you know, I think the... The thing is, you have to give respect to, to both sides of the equation. Um, the first and most important thing is, is the academic side. You're, you're a student before you're an athlete, when you're a student athlete. Um, so that, that's where we'll start. We'll, you have to be able to sit there and uh, determine where your grades um, will, will qualify for, for admission. Um, based on your, your, your GPA, as well as your SAT or ACT standardized test score. Um, they don't use ATAR scores and things like that. They're going to use um, your, your accumulative GPA from year 9 through 12 on a four-point scale, uh, as well as the combination of your standardized test score, which is either the SAT or the ACT. Um, so the College Board, which is the organization that, that runs the SAT, they have a really good search engine and a really good tool uh, called Big Future. Um, it, it allows you to really look at, at all schools across the country and, and look at admission standards, look at SAT requirements, ACT requirements, uh, and, and get sort of an understanding as to where your individual grades fit in because that's the first thing that you, you've got to look at. Um, once you figure out what schools that you can get into, you, you then have to do the research and figure out what schools offer the coursework that you want to study. Um, so very first thing is, is, is strictly academic. Um, from that point, it, it's it's figuring out where your ability as an athlete fits in to, to the spectrum of, of 2,600 plus institutions. Um, you know, are, are you a super high level athlete that's, that's also super academic? You're gonna open the door to a lot of different schools. Uh, if you're a super high level athlete and, and, and mediocre academically, uh, then you're gonna cut down on some of those schools, but there's still gonna be a handful of options out there. Um, if you're super high academic, and, and not, you know, super high athletic, there's still a, a heap of options out there for you. Um, it's just about really figuring out where your ability stands in comparison to all the different divisions, competitions, everything. And then, you know, really going out and, 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 and approaching coaches. That's, that's really the, uh, the, the key. Um, trial and error and, and using the feedback that you receive from each program to, to sort of plan your next move. So again, just using myself as an example, um, coming out of high school in Australia, I wasn't the greatest student in the world. I was C's and B's. I graduated high school. Um, wasn't the, the most talented soccer player in the world, but I guess a smaller 
institution suited me a little bit better. I could go in, um, you know, lift my grades. The, the class sizes were a little bit smaller, so I could adjust a lot quicker and get the feel of, of college uh, itself. Um, and I guess going to a smaller two-year institution, I could go in and, and prove myself and play, you know, in my first year um, to then, you know, be able to transfer on, you know, for my third and fourth year at a, at a bit bigger in, of an institution. Um, but that's, I think that's the, the best thing about the U.S. system is that the flexibility, um, you know, whether you're, you're super high academic and you want to study engineering or, or, or you're a mediocre academic that, you know, wants to study sports science, like you still have this core curriculum in your first and second year that, that you're going to have to complete. Um, and that's where, you know, two year colleges are, are really beneficial because they're going to provide the first two years, um, you know, of, of, of coursework, no matter what you want to study. Uh, they, they allow a really good environment for you to, like you said, build your GPA, um, use the experience of playing in competition on U.S. soil as a springboard to the next level. So we've had kids go from you know junior colleges to to Cornell in the Ivy League. Um, we've had kids go from you know four year university to four year university. You know, like the the concept of transferring and 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 being able to. Um, you know, to move around, that's, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, but, but another key factor and, and really, I mean, what controls the world, Jacob, is, is, is a budget, is money. Um, you know, it's, it's, if you got to have to, you plan your, your, your journey based on what it is that you can spend on an annual basis. Um, and, and, you know, those offers that, that come in, you know, with scholarship, without scholarship, wherever, you know, the, the, the money's coming from or if it's not coming like does the cost actually uh fit what it is that you can spend on a yearly basis so that i mean it's a combination of all those things that really determines where an offer is going to come from awesome so i guess to sum it up um you know, student before athlete student always before athlete you know we have to look at the academic side of things first when when searching for an institution um, then we need to, to find out, I guess, where we fit in athletically. And an, a very important part you just mentioned is obviously, you know, budget. What can I, you know, what can I realistically afford for my first year? Right. And so, you know, when you think about that, let's say that, yep, you found the school that you can get into uh, that, that suits what you want to study, um, that, that fits your athletic profile. Coach really interested in you, but he can't provide enough scholarship to actually make it affordable. That's that you know that offer doesn't work. You, you got to keep looking. Okay, awesome. So now we know you know how to find schools that are suitable for us. What comes after creating a, a short list of schools that we can get into? Uh, let's say you know, do we we contact the coach straight away, or what sort of happens from there? Well, that's it. Look, I mean, once you've compiled a short list and, and, and let's say that you got 25 to 50 schools that, that you're interested in going to, um, the, you have to make contact. So the, the, what you'll do is, is you go onto the website, you find the coach's contact details and, and you shoot them an email. Um, you introduce yourself, you, you, you state your intention and what you hope to, to accomplish with that, that, that conversation um, and, and see where, where that conversation leads you. Um, you know, and, and, and the email is just the, the first step. Um, you got to remember, too, that, that these coaches are receiving contact from probably 50 to 100 athletes uh, every day, um, a couple hundred athletes a week. I, I know when, when I was a head coach overseas, like uh, that, that was certainly, um, you know, what was happening with me. And, and I had to filter through a lot of things. So you, you want to be really efficient 
with your communication and you want to be you want to be efficient but you want to be thorough um, because you can't just shoot an email and cross your fingers and, and, and hope that you know yep that's going to be it um, then comes a phone call uh, then comes trying to connect through social media then comes um, you know getting on LinkedIn you know then connecting with the assistant coach um, you got to do everything that you can to attract the attention of that program to invoke a, a conversation because once that conversation starts that's when you can you know, really share who you are and, and, and what it is that you're hoping to accomplish. And when we've created a list of schools for, for one of our athletes, you know, we don't come in uh, eight o'clock in the morning to, to send an email to a coach. What sort of happens, you know, when, when we're helping our athletes, you know, find opportunities? It's oh, a great question. Um, well, look, you, you can't expect anybody to work on your time. Um, that, that, that's sim plain and simple. You know, the, the coaches are very, very busy. Um, they're in the office early planning training sessions. Pro some of them are teachers. They've, they've got responsibilities on campus. Then they're running training sessions, uh, team meetings. Um, you, you know, by the, by the end of their day, they're knackered um, and, and they, they go to sleep. Um, and, and when we're dealing with a 15, 16, 17, 18 hour time difference, um, you know, we have to work on their time. So when we come into the office, I'm, I'm, I'll, prime example, I was in the office this morning at 4.30. Um, I, I had about 15 coaches that I needed to follow up with. Um, e either that or I'll come in at, at midnight, do go from midnight to about three in the morning. Either, either find their early morning hours uh, or their afternoon hours before they're out at, at, at training. Um, and, and literally every school is different, every coach is different in terms of when they're gonna be in the office. Uh, so you really just have to, like I said, trial and error. Um, try late, late in your evenings, uh, 11, 12 o'clock, you know, wee hours of the morning, as well as, um, you know, getting up, starting at, at, at 5 a.m. And, and going to, to, to 8 a.m. because um, that'll be sort of their afternoon. So every coach is a little bit different and you just gotta figure out, you know, when, when works best for that particular coach. Awesome. So we've got into a school, you know, we've received an official offer from a coach. Do I just pack my bags and buy plane tickets? What sort of happens from, from when an official offer comes through? Well, I wish it was that easy, Jacob. Um, <laughs> but, you know, all this work that you've done to, you know, to, to get in contact with the coach and share your information and, and, and let's say an offer comes, like, that's fantastic. Um, but what you need to realize is, you know, all the effort that it took to get to that point, that that's all well and good, but now the process actually starts. <laughs>